Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back once again with another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering the Houston Texans every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman. Today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. Happy to be back with you guys right as a Monday. And what do we have on our plate? Well, first and foremost, welcome back into the Locked On Texas podcast, where you can check us out on all of the major podcasting platforms, which includes Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. Some cuts where releases happened over the weekend. Nick Martin and Duke Johnson are no longer with the Houston Texans. Freed up a lot of cap space for Houston, allowed them to uh, gain some money to improve in areas across this team because we know how limited money, how limited of the money that they had available was, and now they're doing a whole lot better in that area. So it's kind of funny, actually, because we just talked about whether or not Duke Johnson or David Johnson should return, which would lead us into was keeping David over Duke the right thing for Houston and how the absence of Nick Martin moving forward may possibly be better for Houston. Also, Deshaun Watson has a lot of money he can miss out on this upcoming season. I mean, a lot of money. I mean, some families will in this country would never see the amount of money that Deshaun Watson will be missing out on potentially in one season and what that actually means for Houston along with Watson as well. And then just some foolishness that was made on a national media show that I love to address just for a couple of seconds, but Cody, the releasing of Nick Martin and David Johnson, let's first look at Nick Martin. What does that actually mean for Houston and this offensive line that is coached by James Camp and moving forward? Well, first and foremost, before we start taking a look at what that means for the Texans on the field, we have to look at the Texans' bank account. Between Duke Johnson and Nick Martin, both of those guys combined, the Houston Texans saved roughly a little bit over $8 million. And that's going to be huge because at the end of the day, as we say here almost every single day here on Locked On Texans, that the Texans need to make sure that they free up as much money as possible to plug in these holes that they got, especially on the defensive side of the ball. However, with that being said, when you take a look at what this can possibly mean for the Texans on the field, look, in my opinion, cutting Nick Martin is an underrated move because it can possibly improve the Texans offensive line because nine times out of 10, unless they sign a new center, it's going to be Zach Fulton stepping in as the Texans center. Now I understand ever since Zach Fulton got here, I believe in 2018 when he signed here with the Texans after um, starting his career with the Kansas city chiefs, his production on the field has been subpar to say the least, but John, as you alluded to here several times here on this show that Zach Fulton is playing out of position. And that's part of the reason why we are seeing the lack of production coming from him. You put him at center, a better Zach Fulton means a better offensive line. And to prove this point a little bit further, let's just compare 2017, which was his last season in Kansas City, and compare it to this past season. In 2017, 12 out of Fulton's 15 start came at center. During that season, he gave up no sacks, had a PFF grade of 65.5, and his pass protection grade was 80.8. 
Now let's compare that to his production this past season in 2020, where he gave up 11 sacks, had a PFF grade of 63, and a pass protection grade of 62.1. So you guys can really see the improvements, how much Zach Fulton might make for the Houston Texans offensive line if you insert him at center. However, when you take a look at his run blocking, you're not going to see that much of a difference because when you take a look at the 2017 season and when you take a look at the 2020 season, he had a combined average run blocking grade of 57.9 however the main reason why I feel the Texans offensive line is going to be even better you take out Nick Martin that gives them an opportunity to re-sign Roderick Johnson and insert him into the offensive line John listeners as you guys know we talked about how much the Texans offensive line has looked better when Johnson was in the lineup and the best part about Johnson he is one of if not their best run blocking guard on that offensive line last season alone in a limited amount of snaps he had a run blocking grade of 73.9 according to pff yeah i like the idea of if you're going to keep Fulton, and i'm going to get to why i'm saying if i like the idea of moving him down because as you mentioned that was you know that 2017 season with kc that was probably the best version of zach Fulton we've seen in the nfl right and i've mentioned this before You'd also slide Titus Howard down to the right guard. I think that's a position that he would absolutely uh, thrive in more so than tackle. And he did have a better year compared to his rookie year. Then you get back to Roger Johnson. But let's take a look at this. What if Houston decides to move on from Zach Fulton as well? Right? They were, you know, still kind of big on Charlie Heck. You still have Roger Johnson. You'd be able to move in still. Uh, Titus Howard, if you decide to, you still have Max Sharpen, and they could prioritize drafting a center in this upcoming draft because we can admit Max Sharpen, Titus Howard, those two are not centers. I think Houston, you know, definitely needs an upgrade at center. Moving on from Nick Martin saves them money, but you can also uh, save $3 million in cap and cash if you move on from Zach Fulton as well. Right now, the cap for Houston, based on the $185 million cap the NFL will have for this upcoming year, is sitting around $13 to $15 million. So you can push that up to $17 to $18 million of more money you'd have to play with. Now with the offensive line changes, let's also look at the running back unit. Duke Johnson is gone. David Johnson is still around. He still makes a lot of money this year. Does it make more sense for Houston to move on or not? for this upcoming year. So I can't wait to discuss that, of course, with the amount of money that David Johnson is standing to make this year. I feel like after a season he had, everybody deserves to make a little extra cash, especially when it's so accessible to do so with Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football definitely is over in a sense, of course, like I mentioned all the time, there's a lot of ways you can make money on Bet Online, including the NFL, but you also have the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, which are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers TV, award shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated props and odds on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. 
with promo code locked on. We're covering everything you need to know about the Texans, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. That simple. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So in the last segment, we talked about how much the offensive line can improve going into the 2021 season with the departure of Nick Martin. And of course, on that same day, on Friday, we also got the news that there was another guy who was released who goes by the name of Duke Johnson. And it's funny because when the news came out, Texans Twitter that basically has been on fire ever since the trade of DeAndre Hopkins started a joke by saying that the Texans released the wrong Johnson. That brought up an interesting theory of mine because we were literally just talking about this scenario last week because we felt that there was a possibility that the Texans could move on from both of those guys, especially one of them. And of course, as we know now, that was Duke Johnson. So with the question going around, did the Texans make the right decision by cutting Duke Johnson and keeping David Johnson? I would like to say, yes, they did. Because, John, you remember after the season got off to a bad start, and especially when we got, when we got down to those last five games of the season and how much you and I was talking about having guys to go out there and play guys to see what you have out there on the field. We all knew that the last five games of the regular season was going to be an evaluation period for everybody not named Deshaun Watson. And in those last five games, especially the last three, David Johnson took advantage to show everybody that he is a guy that needs to stick around longer beyond a 2020 season. You take a look at his last three games of the 2020 season. He rushed for 239 yards off of 34 attempts with two touchdowns. And he also was a huge, a huge benefit to Deshaun Watson in the passing game. In the last three games, he recorded 153 receiving yards with one touchdown on 17 catches. Now, as for Duke, he never had a run that David Johnson had during his tenure here with the Houston Texans. And I know a lot of guys might sit here and say, well, he was the backup running back. He never had an opportunity to. I would disagree with that and say he did have an opportunity to show the type of production that David Johnson showed during those three games because the man started five games this past season and he never came close to doing what David Johnson did in those last three games. Yeah, and you know, Duke regressed a lot last year. Let's like let's face it, though let's be fair about it. The offensive line was horrendous at times, especially at the beginning of the year. We really didn't see this offensive line as a unit play well in the run game, maybe until late. And that may just be because, you know, David Johnson got some type of juice back. But Duke still regressed last year. 83 rushes for 410 yards and two touchdowns. This year, only six less rushes. 77 rushes compared to 83, but almost 200 yards less. And so that's a huge difference with one touchdown. He also wasn't as effective in the passing game as well, which was, you know, one thing that when Houston idiotically gave up a third-round pick for Duke Johnson a couple of seasons ago, that was the one thing we were looking forward to. And, you know, he regressed in both areas. So the releasing was definitely the right move for Houston. And overall, as mentioned earlier in the show, Cody, they save money, listeners. That gives them the opportunity to make some extra moves. 
And they could possibly, you know, still move on from David. But I say move on from both of them, right? And uh, it's kind of like the Johnson brothers. They, they, first of all, they're not real brothers. Of course, you know that. But it was never an impact in Houston to where the Johnson brothers should have been a thing. Uh, and I, I agree with fans. You know, before I would have moved on from Duke, maybe not before, but if I'm Houston, there's no way I'm really considering bringing back David Johnson, especially with the money that's on the books for him, unless I just can't find a replacement. Well, I do want to mention this before moving on. Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle and a friend to the show, and we're going to get him on in the next couple of days, hopefully. But Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle did report that the Texans are interested in keeping Johnson, but they will rework his contract, if that helps. You know, going into next season, he has a cap hit. Exactly. Going into next season, he has a cap hit of $8.5 million. Yes, that's too much for a guy that was a shell of his former self, basically has been a shell of his former self since 2016. But if they can rework that deal and we can, you know, break up that 8.5 million cap hit over the next two to three years, I will say, okay, you, you should keep him. Because, John, remember, at the end of the day, Nick is doing a good job freeing up some money in free agency, but we want to see them use their money on defense, not on offense. And another thing, you know, by the time this season ends, David Johnson is going to be 30 years old. With his injury history, with the lack of production we've seen out of him, you know, you have to ask yourself, I mean, what part of $8.5 million, which is, you know, what I read that Houston wants to work it down to, what part of that is worth it? I don't think it is, you know, to be completely honest with you, but this is also the same team that has suffered injuries at key positions. So keeping a veteran around makes sense. However, that fifth round draft pick, if Houston really addresses some of the major needs in the third and fourth round, where they have two fourth rounds and one third, I think in the fifth round, you'd be able to find a quality young back for cheaper that can come and make an impact on this team uh, right away. Let's also make an impact to our lives. Let's go ahead and do things a little bit different, a little bit healthier. Let's go ahead and meal prep our food for the week, save money, and we'd be able to kind of kick off a healthier lifestyle, right? But with healthier lifestyles, we still want to snack. And Bill Bar really is, I'm telling you guys, the peanut butter brownie that we just got in is fire. And so you still have the 12 original flavors, but you also have the six new flavors that Bill Bar offers. It's great for the health conscious guy. Uh, the bars are still covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, high protein. So it works out perfectly for you, especially if you're on a keto diet. You also get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BillBar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On Peacocks and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL covering all of the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more Every weekday with Peacock and Williamson, 
Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I definitely want to look at the amount of money Deshaun Watson would stand to lose if he decides to sit out the entire year. But before I get to that, I just want to say something to uh, the listeners out there and people who may or may not care. So I was watching, uh, I was actually scrolling on the Twitter, right? I'm on Twitter scrolling and uh, David Malagetta, he retweets a clip that was from the Speak For Yourself show on Fox Sports. And he has some, you know, strong words to say. The clip was uh, somebody named Uncle Jimmy or something like that. And in that clip, Uncle Jimmy was chastising Deshaun Watson for knowing his worth. And he used he uses a phrase that was just crazy. He, what he said was, these men want to be treated like men. And the funny part about it is most of these dudes didn't grow up with with men around their life, or something around, along those lines, right? First and foremost, Fox Sports, I don't know what kind of joke you guys thought that would be, but that's also the same uh, network that allowed Jason Woodlock to have Kid from Kid and Play play a fake Kaepernick for a skit. Uh, I guess you guys are having to do these things in order to, you know, still get the likes and love from Fox News lovers. But to have somebody on like that and say those words and think it's okay is pretty damn ridiculous. It's disgusting, and I also think it's disturbing. It's disrespectful to Deshaun Watson's mother, uh, whether she was a single mother or not, right? I mean, I think in, in this case she was. She did do an amazing job with raising her son who, I mean, forget the NFL. Look what he does in the community, right? You don't need no man for that. And for you as a black man to attack him during, I think it's funny during Black History Month as well, uh, that just shows where the disconnect comes in between old and young, right? Uh, and, and, and if you guys haven't seen it, go take the time out. Uh, you, I'm sure you can uh, Google or YouTube Uncle Jimmy's for Fox Sports 1, speak for yourself. But we are at a point where People are either being paid or genuinely want to make Deshaun Watson the villain because he's going against 100 years of the NFL, right? He's, he's making his own lane. He's breaking the mold in a sense. The fact that he has a no trade clause in the NFL will always make me laugh because I don't know how they squeeze that in there, but they did. But you're seeing people who has issues with the newer guys doing things differently, maybe because they didn't have the opportunity to do so uh, when they were in the league or when they were young or whatever the case is, but stuff like that just doesn't need to be on TV, right? And if it's on TV, uh, if it's going to be displayed, honestly, okay, that's your decision. But when it's time to fight back because people are, you know, they're going to rebuttal, people are going to say what they got to say, then don't run and hide. Don't be scared. Uh, that's all I got to say. But I, I think that entire clip was just utterly disturbing to say the least now Deshaun Watson was talking about him as an NFL player the quarterback as we know he is definitely planning to sit out for the 2020 for the 21-22 season uh, and let me just say this I don't believe that the Houston Texans were not taking calls on Deshaun Watson I'm gonna say that again it doesn't make sense for you to not extend I'm sorry franchise tag 
Will Fuller if you think Deshaun Watson is going to be around. Like if Watson is definitely all in, you're franchising uh, Will Fuller. You don't want to make another mistake of getting rid of one of his boys. So that news alone raised my eyebrow. I don't believe that they are not taking calls. I don't believe they're not uh, building a contingency plan in life without Deshaun Watson. Deshaun will lose up to $20 million possibly if he decides to sit out for the 21-22 season. If Watson skips training camp, he'd be fined $50,000 per day with 40 days in camp and six mandatory days off. That's 34 days, right? And Watson, if he missed that time, he'd miss around uh, $1.7 million in total fines. Third, he'd be fined the amount of a regular season game check for each preseason game he misses at a base salary of $10.5 million. That's $620,000 per game. If, as expected, the 21 season has three preseason games, he lose $1.8 million. So for the offseason training camp and preseason alone, Watson would be missing out on $3.65 million in fines if he doesn't show up. Now, of course, the real concern is the season. And if Watson skips the entire season, if the NFL moves on from the 16 games and goes to the 17 games, he lose another $11.16 million in base salary. On top of that, skipping the season, Houston would recover Watson's signing bonus, and that would be $5.4 million in money that he'd have to return back to Houston. So he'd be missing out around $20 million. That's a lot of money. But Cody and listeners, let's let's get back to the reality at hand. We've seen the cryptic tweets. We've seen uh, the Dion for the the, uh, Pro Bowl. We've seen the conversation with Dion. We've seen how Deshaun Watson has been acting. And he clearly just doesn't care anymore. I don't think losing that amount of money for one season, which sounds absurd, I don't think it matters to him right now. I don't. I think he's in a position where Dre, Watt, other former Texan stars, you know, we've mentioned what Arian Fawcett had to say, uh, Sage Rosenfeld. He's in a position where it feels like Everybody that has came through this organization that may have wanted him as a quarterback at the time so they can get over that hump and potentially be a Super Bowl team, they're seeing what's going on and they're saying, don't worry about it, bro. Don't don't even put yourself through it. We've Like I said, we've heard from Dre. He says stand your ground a couple of times. And I don't think he cares about it at, at this point. And if that's the case, then Watson has the leverage. If, you, if I don't care about losing $20 million, I, move on from me now. Or it's only going to get worse for you guys, not me. And that's the scary part about it. It will get worse. And when we talk about Deshaun Watson sitting out, the main thing everyone wants to talk about is the amount of money that he is losing. And, John, you just went through it. However, I'm not even concerned about Deshaun missing out on $20 million. If he sits out, I'm more concerned about will he be the same player that he was through the first four years of his career? I know that might sound a little bit crazy because you're looking at a situation where he's going to be fully healthy when he returns because he's not going to be playing this this upcoming season. But you have to take into consideration that I understand he's going to be working out. He's going to do everything that he can to stay in shape. And I'm pretty sure if he sits out, we're going to be seeing videos on Instagram and Twitter and on YouTube of him slamming waist down, running 50-yard and 40-yard dashes, throwing balls 
90 yards and all this other good stuff, but there's nothing that Deshaun Watson can do that will replicate the speed of an NFL game and the speed of the NFL entire season. And you're looking at a situation where he's going to lose a year of his prime. And, and that actually has me a little bit concerned. And the, the funny part about all this, and we talk about how much money Deshaun Watson can lose, ladies and gentlemen, and John, the world is still in a global pandemic. And if the NFL decides to have another year where players can opt out of playing the entire season and not get fined due to COVID concerns, <laughs> I would not be surprised if that's the route Deshaun Watson and his representatives go. Because all those, be. all those fines that you just named, he will be able to sit out and bypass all of that. NFL won't be doing that this year. They already lost on the way too much money last year. Um, and I think we're going to see the NFL take a more, a better approach to handling the situation. I also don't see, I don't see the United States lasting like this for too long, to be completely honest. But this is locked on Texans. Oh, but let me say this. Who did Dabo compare Deshaun Washington to? It was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan set out two years and came back and went to the Eastern semis. And then after that, cracked off another three game, a three championship run. I don't think him missing this year at 24, 25 is going to do anything for somebody that special. It'd have been different if this was a Blake Borders or a Sam Darnold or so many before Deshaun that we, well, people like Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay thought were going to be good, not necessarily uh, Blake Bortles, but like the Brady Quinns or, you know, those quarterbacks. It, it'd be different if they were, if Deshaun was them, but D Deshaun is Deshaun, right? And so it's certain things about certain players that, I put it like this, <laughs> Michael Vick was in jail for two years, came back and still was a pro bowler. His situation and circumstance is completely different, but it's very doable. And we all can agree that Deshaun Watson is definitely a better quarterback than Michael Vick. So he'll be okay. And John, you got a point, you know, but you, you have to think about these things as well, because yes, the example that you just gave of Michael Vick and, and Michael Jordan to a certain extent, everybody's body is different. And, you know, who's to say that Deshaun Watson might not be that same guy that he was prior to sitting out? We, we, we don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. Let me just say that, but I would not be surprised. John McClain, who may or may not be on the Texans payroll, has called for the Texans to trade Deshaun Watson. However, uh, he knows at this time the team won't. Again, I just don't believe they're not fielding calls. I don't believe they're not taking calls. I, I just I, I, I want to refuse to believe that they can be that stupid. However, DeAndre Hopkins got a second round pick. He gotta stop poking fun at the Texans, man. He yeah, gotta, let it go. He, let it go. He, he has to stop. He's not. He's not though. Like he he became a, a, a was it all pro again for this upcoming this past season? 114 catches, 1200 yards, and 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 he tweeted and to think I was only worth the second round or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? Keep your foot on their necks. They did it. They did it. I'm John Sports Guy Hickman. Thank you for checking out the show for today. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook as well. Show Facebook some love. Follow me on Twitter at Some Sports Guy. And of course, as always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. 
on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone, and Spotify. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.